Hi, and welcome to the Wise Healthy Bites podcast. I'm Beth. And I'm Catherine. With a combined 29 years of experience as registered dietitians, we're here to share real-life nutrition tricks and lifestyle tips that we hope will inspire you to make healthful choices in the aisles of the supermarket and in life. This is episode number 29, Under the Sea, and on today's episode, we're sharing tips to get more nutritious seafood on your plate. Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining us. Um, As always, we are so grateful to have you here and for the opportunity to share our love for health and wellness with you. And today, we are really excited. We have two special guests with us and fellow dietitians. And in just a few minutes, we're going to tell you how you can win a copy of their newest cookbook. Yes, I can't wait to jump in. Um, So joining us today are dietitians Serena Ball and Deanna Seagrave-Daly. Both have over 20 years of culinary communications experience and have dedicated their careers to helping people make delicious and nutritious meals. I just love that. Together, they are the authors of the best-selling The 30-Minute Mediterranean Diet Cookbook and the new Easy Everyday Mediterranean Diet Cookbook, and we'll get into that momentarily. They also write about nutrition on their teaspoonofspice.com blog and in various publications, including Healthy Kitchen Hacks column in Food and Nutrition Magazine, and they appear on local TV shows. You ladies are everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Serena is coming to us this morning uh, from St. Louis, where she cooks in her bright Mediterranean blue kitchen for her husband and her four children. And Deanna's living here in Philadelphia, yay, Pennsylvania, where she cooks from her sunny yellow kitchen for her husband and her daughter. Now, you can see both of these kitchens on Facebook Live every Thursday at 12.30 p.m. PM Eastern time on the teaspoon of spice Facebook page. So welcome ladies. Gosh, and those bios, man, you, you are dietitian rock stars if I have to say so. (laughs) Well, thank you. It just makes me feel old. I think. (laughs) (laughs) Well accomplished, I would say. (laughs) Okay. That sounds better, right? Well, we're thrilled to be here. It's great to be with you guys two other rock star dietitians. Oh, thank you. So I love that bio again. It makes you, oh my gosh, you guys just do it all. Um, But we thought we would start with something a little fun this time. So we would like each of you to share a fun fact about yourself. Okay. This is Serena. I can go first. Um, And I am in St. Louis, but I grew up on a cattle ranch in Montana. And one of my favorite memories from the summer was when we would go up into the mountains and pick huckleberries, which is a wild berry that you can't really get anywhere else except for out in the mountains when you're hiking. And so now, even though I don't live in Montana, whenever I travel, which is nowhere these days, (laughs) but when I used to, I would collect little local jars of wild berry jelly. So if you go all around the country, like up in... um, Michigan, you can get cloud berries, and Deanna's actually picked up a couple of jars of local berries from the coast um, in Cape May, and um, when I go out to Seattle, I can get some um, boysenberries and other sorts of fun berries. So that's just a fun little easy, cheap <laughs> collection that I have going on. I that love that. What a cool fun. souvenir. So yeah, now we know what to get you for Christmas. <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> And what about you, Deanna? What's a, what's something, a fun fact about you? I'm like, oh my gosh, what's, what is a fun fact about me? Um, 
Well, this has nothing to do with food, but I, um, well, people who know me know how much I love cats. And so I always say a side dream of mine, um, maybe if I retire someday, is to open a senior cat cafe and Prosecco bar. So, well, maybe we can have some of those berries there served as um, appetizers with the Prosecco. But um, <laughs> so that's just like a side fun fact um, my cra- to embrace my inner crazy cat lady. We only have two cats. I, I, I set the limit at two cats but uh, <laughs> in fact one of them's behind me sugar pie uh lounging on the bed back there right now oh well if you ever do open that cafe um beth and i are going to take a road trip i yeah, love yeah. it you're not that far away <laughs> yep perfect All right. Well, listeners, if you've joined our podcast before, and we hope you have, you know that we have a special guest on with us. It is giveaway time. So after you listen to this episode today, visit our Facebook group, Wise Healthy Bites, then like the post that features details about our guest's new cookbook and tag a friend in the comments section. From there, we will randomly select a winner two weeks from today, which is Tuesday, October 20th. That winner will then receive a hard copy edition of the cookbook we're just about to talk about, an exclusive copy of their um, kind of accompanying Mediterranean spice blend e-cookbook and a $50 wise gift card. I mean, if you need any motivation to, to, you know, go onto Facebook, I feel like it's right there. That's an awesome little prize pack. (laughs) I know. So yeah. So the newest cookbook is called easy everyday Mediterranean diet cookbook. And that's the second published cookbook that they have. So the first is the 30 minute Mediterranean diet. So both, you know, focus on the Mediterranean way of eating. So can you ladies, you know, kind of briefly explain the Mediterranean diet and, you know, what has inspired you about that to create two cookbooks, you know, surrounding the Mediterranean diet? Well, this is Serena. I'll just start for a minute. Um, Well, you know, when you think about the Mediterranean Sea, it's kind of a sunny place and it's kind of some place that we all might aspire to, to go to. But if you don't have that opportunity, The cool thing is that lots of scientists have done research about the foods that they eat in the Mediterranean region, which are the regions that border the Mediterranean Sea. And they've actually found that people who eat those foods that they eat in that area live longer and feel healthier. And I'm going to just read one little section of our book because it's actually one of my very favorite part of the book. And it's, I think, what sort of will draw you in. So we say in the book that enjoying vibrant vegetables and fruits that are in season, golden lentils and creamy beans, bowls of pasta and whole grains, tangy rich yogurt, succulent seafood, simple one pot dishes adorned with chicken and meats and topped with piles of crisp green herbs, fresh eggs, aged cheeses, olive oil, aromatic spices and wine on occasion, If that's your kind of diet, then you are in the right place because that is the Mediterranean diet, basically. And when we also talk about diet, we don't want to talk about diet because even though we're two dietitians, we don't talk about diet so much. We talk about the Mediterranean lifestyle. And that's not about food restrictions. It's just kind of a rhythm of life that you get into, whether you live in Midwest or East Coast or West Coast. Um, You know, it's something maybe that your grandma used to do a little bit more old fashioned and when you would slow down and enjoy your food or eat more with friends and family, at least close friends right now, (laughs) and and then using more of the food that we used to throw out. Um, 
So using food while throwing out less, basically. So we sort of think of it kind of a lifestyle, a rhythm of life, and it's honestly the way we feed our family. And so we say it's not just for adults, it's for kids too, it's for the whole family. And with this cookbook too, we just like to um, show how the Mediterranean diet can be easily accessible because some people may have heard of it and think, oh, it's kind of exotic or it might have ingredients like I can't really get or afford. And that is the whole purpose of our books is to show how the Mediterranean diet can be affordable, can be accessible, really simple and easy to do. Nothing's complicated. You can get all these ingredients at Wise Markets very easily and doesn't have to take up a lot of time and can taste great, even if you're skeptical skeptical about like eating more fish or um, not really sure about some of the foods. We just try to make it very, very approachable. And it's just like, a, like Serena said, it's a way of life we've kind of always cooked. I'm part Italian, so I've always cooked that way. We both tend to have traveled to Mediterranean countries. We both honeymooned in Mediterranean countries before we even met each other. So we just kind of feel like this was always our path to go down this area of really talking about how to eat um, a healthy lifestyle and not diet and what's more kind of seductive than the Mediterranean lifestyle. That's right. I love that. And I love that. So I got to get a preview of the cookbook because it is technically not on shelves just yet, but it looks amazing. I know we're going to get a little bit into what some of our favorite recipes are later, but I actually wrote down a whole list. Like I have a list that I'm going to do. And I love that you also um, note the part about food waste. It's mm-hmm. so important. We actually did a previous podcast episode just a couple months ago on food waste and all the benefits of it and the things like that. So I love, love, love that you put that aspect into it as well. Yeah, no, that's the book sounds. And I mean, obviously, yes, I've also gotten to dive into that preview a little bit. And uh, Serena, just your description there, I can see why that would be a favorite part of your cookbook. I, I feel like I just was transported there, you know, there and to the Mediterranean and in your kitchen right there, just, you know, visualizing all the different colors coming to life and a beautiful plate, a glass of wine overlooking the beautiful Mediterranean Sea. I mean, goodness, that just sounds so amazing. And I love what you both really addressed just regarding um, accessibility accessibility, approachability, you know, ease, because we know as dietitians, you know, if you put food at such a a level that it's just not approachable and realistic for so many families and families either with a limited, um, you know, income, families without, um, you know, crazy technical uh, kitchen equipment, you know, you really put yourself out of a place that they can enjoy your food. So what's the point of that? And that really aligns so well with our dietitian philosophy here on the podcast too. Um, You know, and of course, um, we're going to really dive here into seafood food, um, you know, which is really core focus of the very, very healthful Mediterranean way of eating, as well as just general healthy eating guidelines. But so many folks still just don't get that minimum two servings per week. October also happens to be National Seafood Month. So we really do want to dive in, go under the sea here a little deeper into this topic and really hopefully boost the confidence level of our listeners just to get more inspired to prepare seafood at home. So take us through, you know, why is seafood so good for us? Well, because that is a really big one. Um, There is a lot of research. And if you get into kind of that stuff, or if you don't, you just want the reasons why it's a good idea to eat Mediterranean. We do touch on those things a little bit in the beginning of the book, but they're pretty top line. But brain health is one of the big ones. And people um, who eat the Mediterranean diet basically have a lower risk of dementia. And researchers have discovered that seafood can improve memory 
and sharpness of that memory in older adults. So there's actually studies that have shown that. Of course, heart disease is a big one with Mediterranean diet. I know we always think of um, fish and wine, but um, overall, it's also all those vegetables and whole grains too that help. Um, but in general, um, when you eat seafood twice a week, you can help lower your risk for heart disease by about 36%. So that's just as simple as eating seafood twice a week and that association goes down with heart disease. Um, fish, of course, is fabulous for kids. Um, so it's again for the whole family, Mediterranean diet is for everyone helps with babies and kids to get to have healthy brain development. And pregnant and nursing moms who eat two servings of seafood every week can actually improve their ba baby's brain health and eye wellness, which I find super interesting. And then of course, um, the fact that we think seafood is delicious and <laughs> super affordable. So that's the one, you know, one benefit that a lot of people don't think about is that it's a really budget-friendly way to feed your family. I mean, canned tuna, oh my gosh, it's like three bucks for two cans and you can feed a family of four when you dump it in with some whole grains and some vegetables. So, um, you know, to, to canned tuna totally counts as one of your two servings of vegetables, or two servings of <laughs> seafood every week. Yeah, so... We know that, so that's obviously so many reasons why seafood is so important for us, but we also know that most people are not getting those two servings a week. So what are some of the barriers that, you know, to seafood consumption, kind of how does your cookbook break those down and kind of encourage people to eat more seafood and, you know, just kind of what is your advice for families who maybe want to try to incorporate more seafood? Well, we found over the years that the main barriers to seafood, and we can even relate to this with some people in our family too, is A, people, um, they might not just like the taste. Maybe they had a certain fish or something even when they were younger, and that just turned them off from seafood completely. And just, they have a certain perception of it from just not even a great experience. Some people have told me it's like the texture they don't really like. They're not really sure about that. Um, some people are like, yeah, I know I have to eat more of it. I want to, but I don't even know how to cook it. Like I, there's just, I'm confused about that. And even I'm sure you guys can relate to too. Sometimes there's confusion about how do I even buy it? Do I have to go to the fresh market and what do I have to ask for? And it just can be intimidating. So, um, you know, we try to address all those things throughout the cookbook. Um, the first thing is about um, actually buying it. You can, like Serena mentioned, canned seafood is fantastic and very easy way to buy it. You don't even have to go to the fresh fish counter. You can go to the frozen aisle. That is such a fabulous place to get um, fresh seafood and nowadays it's often like prepackaged and there's fillets that are individually wrapped and all that and talk about convenience it is there in your freezer I think that's another barrier too if it's not right on hand you know like so many things um, but as far as like taste go so we like to recommend starting with a very mild fish at first um, like a white fish like tilapia or cod and then use a sauce that like maybe you or your family really likes if you love pesto put that on there um, so that's going to incorporate in the fish or smother in tomato sauce, smash some, um, some of that cod into tomato sauce. If you don't like the texture, make if like a crab cake. That counts. You can make a salmon cake. You can make a tuna cake or burger. Um, so some people like the idea of that. Or you can do coating um, as well. Again, that can kind of help with the texture barrier too. Um, and we have lots of recipes addressing all those things. And another idea is take your favorite cuisine. Maybe it is Italian. So you can put it into like a, a seafood sauce. You love taco 
taco night, you can make fish tacos or shrimp tacos um, type of thing. If you like certain types of uh, cuisine and using those flavors and spices, just swap in maybe the chicken that you might mm -hmm. use for that. So many different types of fish can very easily swap in. And then our favorite healthy kitchen hack, just to mention, we have healthy kitchen hacks in every single recipe. So that's kind of like a tip or trick on the, either on the ingredient or a cooking method that saves time is um, Serena uh, put this into our first cookbook and it was so cool. We put it into our second book, just a different version is to microwave fish and you can have fish freshly cooked, perfectly cooked in the microwave in three minutes. I'm talking to salmon filet. And that's a, the other thing. I think people think fish is confusing to cook. It takes less time to cook than uh, most other animal proteins. So um, that is one of our favorite, favorite healthy kitchen hacks and recipes in the book is microwaving fish in three minutes. You can have dinner on the table in 10 minutes. Yeah. I have to say, I'm kind of one of those people that didn't know what to do and I never knew where to start. So I just never bought fish. And now during COVID, I've been cooking at home more and like I cook fish more than I cook meat, like other meats now. And I'm like, what in the world was I so scared of? Like, it was so simple. You have that newfound confidence, right, Catherine? It just yes. took that first step to like boost that up and sharpen your skills uh, in the kitchen a little bit. And I have to say, Deanna, there where you were just talking about microwaving something like a salmon filet, I think Catherine and I both reacted the same way, like jaw drop, like, wait, what did she yeah. say? I cannot wait to explore that tip a little bit more and give it a try in my own home kitchen. Um, and further, so, you know, my next question, it's like you read my mind, which isn't a surprise here. Um, you know, I was going to, to kind of ask you to just allow elaborate on, you know, how do you really get kiddos to become more receptive to different types of seafood at the dinner table and or just those friends or family members that are kind of like, eh, I don't like the texture, the flavor and so on. But all of those different suggestions right there, and I know you again, cover those all in the cookbook. They're just such fabulous um, kind of concepts. And for even for me, you know, I have a four-year-old, she's kind of like finicky at different occasions with meals. I'm like, the crusting, why didn't I think of that? Let's crust some fish. She loves nuggets and, you know, kind of crusted, um, you know, chicken and so forth. So why not give that a whirl, see what she thinks. So that's on my to-do list for this weekend. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those were really some great like <clears throat> tips to really get the whole family involved. If there's so many different ways you can cook that seafood. Um, and you did touch on this just a little bit. So like with the canned varieties being really budget friendly and, you know, right now we recognize that people and families might be shopping on a tighter budget than they did before. Um, and seafood is, I feel like often perceived as more expensive than other types of protein. So what are some tips for what are the kind of the most budget friendly varieties of seafood? Sure. So this is Serena, and I will say that two of my kids like fish and two of them do not. <laughs> so this is still a work in progress, um, but we do find here and there um, some recipes that they do like. I will say that there's one in the book called um, Crunchy Salmon Nuggets, mm. and they do not use fresh salmon. It uses canned salmon, and so many people forget about how budget-friendly canned salmon can be. Um, but this is a, uh, it uses just two cans of salmon and then breadcrumbs and yogurt and an egg, a couple of spices and a little bit of um, feta cheese in these um, crunchy salmon nuggets. So it's really, um, they're easy to make. And my one daughter who just is not a fish fan actually did try them. She didn't eat a lot of them, but she tried them. Um, but in terms of budget friendly besides canned seafood, so don't forget about there's also canned shrimp, 
um, that you can mix into yogurt, which is one of our tips for how to get kids or adults or husbands to like fish if they don't, is mixing it into yogurt because that creaminess kind of takes away that um, more fishy taste. Also remembering that shrimp um, is a sweeter flavor. So again, not so fishy, just more, I hate to say sweet with meat, but it sort of is. And it, it especially for kids, that's something that they can um, sort of gravitate to. And then anything in the frozen fish aisle um, is generally pretty affordable, um, considering, especially when you compare it to other meats, um, and then also considering the convenience. Mm -hmm. One thing that a lot of people don't realize is that you can um, actually cook fish straight from frozen. Mm -hmm. So you don't even have to thought like you would other frozen meats. So just getting it out of the package. Um, there's actually a website called Frozen from Fish from Frozen, I believe it is. It's put on by the Alaska Seafood Council and they tell you exactly how to cook fish from frozen. So that's a great thing to um, remember that it's not just the, um, the cost, but it's also your time. So when you consider what frozen and canned seafood can do for that, it's, it's pretty budget friendly all the way around. Yeah, and I gotta I, say, that was my other aha, I think this year, I think Serena and ours, that we're very pro-fish and we obviously eat it a lot and our family, and again, my daughter's not all gung-ho either, but she likes shrimp. But to even think to defrost the seafood, you might even have it and are willing to cook it, but you're like, ugh, I didn't defrost it. This changed my life as well, to literally dump the frozen fish onto a tray and put it right into the oven. And again, tech, checking out that website to just adjust the times a little bit. And I actually think I prefer shrimp cooked that way versus thawing it first and maybe getting it a little watery. So um, again, we're just, we're just trying to push as many as there's, you don't have to have any barriers to cooking it um, as far as it goes. And one more tip, I know Serena had a great, great tip for kids and adults alike too with seafood is if you like grilled cheese, don't forget about tuna melts. Like that is another fantastic way to introduce, um, you know, some fish um, as well in a very, like a comfort food kind of setting. Right. And it's kind of them bringing in like a familiar food, which we normally would recommend too, is, you know, pair, just like you said, Deanna earlier, you know, pairing familiar and kind of your preferred flavor preferences, different types of cuisine and what have you to get started. It's kind of like the gateway. Um, so grilled cheese, I mean, who doesn't love that? That's a really great. And again, it's for, for us, it's like that aha moment. That's a great lunch here for those working from home that need some inspiration at the lunch hour. And, you know, just also to mention too, you know, you addressed food waste and how to reduce that in your cookbook which, you know, again, we feel very strongly about this as well, but frozen and canned varieties, that's also so much of a better direction if in case you purchase fresh and maybe something happens and you aren't able to pre prepare it or freeze it quickly enough, you know, there you don't have to worry about that shelf stable aspect um, or that, that kind of perishable aspect, I should say, because it is so much easier to store and for longer. Um, I love how many different things you're opening my eyes to just as a result of all of this as well. Um, so now to give the cookbook a little bit more praise. Um, so so it really includes, obviously, a, a number of different seafood forward recipes that, you know, some of those that we've been discussing, including 125 vibrant recipes for a, a lot of different meal occasions, which I love. So you've got breakfast, sides, salads, soups, sandwiches, pizzas, pastas, and desserts covered. I mean, gosh, these are all affordable, doable, and flavorful. So I just love all of that. <laughs> um, and then you mentioned a couple of the healthy kitchen hacks that come with each recipe to help the home cook reduce food waste 
swap different ingredients in and out, cook in less time, you know, and kind of be beyond. So obviously microwaving fish, another really great hack. Um, and lastly, then the meal plans for gluten-free, vegetarian, and of course, seafood, which, you know, we know a lot of people are eating in a lot of different kind of um, styles. So this really does address all of those and more, which again, so appropriate for the family and for wherever you might be in, in terms of what your eating style is right now. And I could just go on and on, but I just also want to mention the photography in the book. So you mentioned the uh, vibrancy of the recipes and, and so forth of the Mediterranean diet. And truly they do just jump right off those pages. <laughs> they yeah, do. We love, we love it. The, this one, especially if people know our first book, we have so many more photos in this one. So, yeah. um, and the photographers just totally encaptured, um, you know, how beautiful. I, I can't say this is how exactly what it looks like when it comes out of our kitchen as far as styled perfectly with plates and everything, but <laughs> followed the recipes to the tea. So there was like, you know, no fake uh, food in there. It, I mean, they literally cooked the recipe from start to finish with every single one of those photos. So. I love it. And so I know that I jotted down a few of my favorites. And so what, I know it's going to be hard for you guys because this is your cookbook, but what are like a few of your top favorites? And I want to see if they're, they overlap with any of mine. And then I'm going to tell you what mine are. Well, this is Serena. I can go first. Um, the Manhattan paella is one of my favorites. Not only does it include seafood, it includes shrimp, um, frozen shrimp, but it also includes um, a can of baby clams because um, people don't also think about those clams. Those are high in zinc, and that's one of the that's one of the pills that everyone's popping these days is zinc to to keep our immunity up. But they do have that can of baby clams. Of course, you don't have to include it if you don't want to. But what I love about it is it sort of shows how we tried to go about the different recipes. So you may be familiar with paella, which is a Spanish dish that has rice and shrimp and sausage in it, and it's cooked and it's kind of complicated, but we wanted to mash it up with Manhattan clam chowder. And so we sort of put the two together, and because of that, it's more of a tomato-based broth with potatoes and um, parsley and some peas in there as well, and it just shows you know, we wanted to take some of the more complicated sounding recipes and make them easy for the home cook to just put together um, on a quick afternoon. Um, the prep time is only about 10 minutes and the cook time's about uh, around 25 minutes. And there's literally like a very short paragraph of the instructions. It's just on the table in a couple quick minutes. Um, and then one of my other um, favorites, uh, you mentioned that we have a two section um, we have two different sections. One is pizza and one is pasta. So you know there's a lot of pizza recipes and there's a lot of pasta recipes. But I, my daughter has a friend who is gluten-free. And I will tell you that right now the recipe I've made out of this cookbook so far the most is the um, chickpea floured pizza. It's called Soka Pizza with shrimp and leeks. And honestly, I change up the, the toppings but it's literally one of the fastest recipes in the book. You just stir together um, some chickpea flour and some water and then add it to some cooked um, onions and put it, bake it in a skillet and it's so good. And you could put any teenager friendly toppings on top um, for any gluten-free teenager friends that your kids might have. <laughs> nice. Well, Deanna, what are some of your favorites? 
Well, I got to say that Manhattan Pie is uh, one of my favorite pictures in the book. It almost made the cover. It's gorgeous. Um, and that sock of pizza that Serena mentioned, I love too. It's actually um, from one of my backpacking adventures when I was right out of college, when I went to Nice, France. So that's what's fun. A lot of these... Um, these recipes were inspired by some of our trips, but I got to say one of my favorite that I've actually made the most, I just did on Facebook live um, a couple of weeks ago is our skillet shrimp with tomatoes and feta from start mm. to finish. It is barely 20 minutes. And it also breaks down the myth that you cannot, you, you may have heard you shouldn't pair seafood with dairy or cheese mm. and we, we say no, that in Mediterranean, they do that. Maybe in Italy, they're a little strict about it, but we, we do that. Um, and in this case, it is just fantastic. You just make it all on the skillet, uh, on the stove, stove top, and it's like a tomato sauce with creamy feta melted into it. And it's just so quick to make um, and absolutely delicious um, as well. So I got to say that is the one I probably made the most and it's such a quick go-to. Yeah, right. on the skillet, no less. Yeah, that definitely that in itself yeah. is like a quick, quick fix meal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I picked my top three. Ooh. So I um, blackberry almond energy bites, which actually mm -hmm. use fresh blackberries. You just keep them in the fridge. Like blew my mind. Never thought to use the fresh in there. Um, <laughs> salmon sliders with yogurt mm -hmm. sauce looked really good. And then Beth, I feel because I bet I know this is one of the best pantry staples. Crispy ravioli with tomato dipping sauce. So like those are like my top three that I'm going to make first when I get this. And then I did add the crunchy salmon nuggets to the list after you just described them because they sound really amazing. <laughs> There's definitely quite a bit of overlap in there. I think the only one I'd have to add that really jumped off uh, the pages here that's, you know, really seafood forward for me, the pistachio crusted cod. Again, just thinking of, uh, you know, the family friendly aspect of it and just that it's unique, you know, kind of texture and the flavor pairings that come to light in that recipe. So that one will be among the first. And all of those that you mentioned are certainly making it to my list as well. <laughs> I would love to hear what your family thinks about that, especially your daughter, because that topping is addicting, I got to say. I, I tested that one and it took a couple times to get it right, but when it worked, oh my goodness. So I would love to hear what your family thinks about that one. Yeah. All right. So um, I'm just, I just want to wrap up with share with our listeners where they can go ahead and pre-order it now before the cookbook launches later this month. Probably the easiest place to go is our website. So just go to teaspoonofspice.com and right on there, there's big pictures of the cookbook. You click on the link there where you can pre-order it and it's everywhere. Amazon, Barnes and Noble, if you want to support a local bookstore, there's a link for that. And the special thing is if you order it before October 13th, when it officially launches, we'll send you a bonus freebie Mediterranean spice cookbook, which has five spice blend recipes. So there's a link on there too, on how once you pre-order it, that you can link there and we will email you that cookbook. Awesome. Oh my gosh, I love it. And just real quick, we want to remind our listeners to head to the Wise Healthy Bites Facebook group. And if you like uh, the, the post where we're going to post about this episode and the cookbook and also tag a friend in it, that is going to enter you to win a copy of the cookbook and a $50 Wise Markets gift card and that exclusive copy of that Mediterranean Spice e cookbook. And I want to thank you ladies so, so much for joining us. This was really fun to have you on here. Um, I just, I'm really excited for this people to get this cookbook and try these recipes. Well, thank you. Thank you for the platform too, and your enthusiasm about it, because I mean, we're excited about it, but we wrote it. So it's fun to hear <laughs> 
it might inspire other people too. So we love, love, we would love to people hear people's um, feedback as well um, if they do start cooking from it too. Awesome. Yeah, let us know. We I definitely will. will. We definitely will. Beth, what is our takeaway tip for the week? Well, gosh, I mean, I feel like these um, these dietitian experts here have really broken down all walls that might exist in terms of your seafood consumption and not meeting that two ter- that two servings of seafood per week. So please, you know, give the cookbook a try, pick out a recipe, and just start cooking more seafood at home for all the health benefits that have been noted and that are detailed out in the cookbook as well. Um, so I think just getting inspired and, and to take that plunge to getting more seafood in your diet is all I can really say. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. You can get in touch with us by joining the Wise Dietitians Facebook group. Simply search for Wise Healthy Bites on Facebook, or you can email us at wisedietitians at wisemarkets.com. The information shared in this podcast is intended for education only and is not intended to be a substitute for a medical diagnosis or treatment. The Wise Markets Healthy Bites podcast is owned and distributed by Wise Markets and Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation. Any rebroadcast or other use of this podcast without the express written consent of Wise Markets and Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation is strictly prohibited. Please click subscribe so you won't miss a single episode.